Welcome back listeners, it's that time of year again where every game seems to count more than others even though it's not technically true because it's getting close to October baseball. The Braves took the lead over the Mets by half a game just for the Mets to take it back over again. It's been a roller coaster so far in the month of September, but it's going to get even more crazy as time goes on. So what better time than to look at the remaining schedule and talk about the strength of schedule and all of that and why it matters. We're going to do a deep dive on the schedule and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. So I delayed this episode as long as I could just so that when I do record, it makes more sense. Right now, the Braves are a game and a half behind the New York Mets after losing that crazy roller coaster ride of a game to the Mariners where the Braves were down by four. They came back and took the lead in the ninth just for Kenley Jansen to give up two solo shots for the Braves to lose. Man, what a way to lose in a depressing way. Glass half full. Hopefully, that's the last straw for Brian Snicker to say, hey, Kenley Jansen is a good pitcher, but he's run out of steam. We traded for Raysale Iglesias. That's the reason we traded for him, was to replace Jansen when he leaves. Let's go ahead and replace him as the closer now. Right now, that's a whole other story, but Iglesias has been pitching lights out. Kenley Jansen has not. Iglesias has been one of the best closers in the league for the past few years. Kenley Jansen has, over the past few years, declined. We're trying to win a World Series here. We're trying to win the division. Speaking of which, let's talk about the schedule. Okay, that's the point of this episode and why it's important to win the division, what are the odds of winning the division, and what do the schedules look like coming up. But first, let's look at the playoff odds. Okay, this is absolutely insane if you truly think about it. The three teams in the National League East. There are three teams in the National League East that, according to Fangraphs, have at least a 91.8% chance of making the playoffs. The Mets and the Braves both have a 100% chance based on their win-loss records. And really, that has to do with how far they are ahead in the wild card race and with the new wild card format, it's virtually impossible for for either one of those teams to not make the playoffs. Just a reminder of the new playoff format, if you need to go back and listen to the episode where we talked about, feel free to do that. We talk about it in depth, but because of the new playoff format, it's virtually impossible for either the Braves or the Mets to not make the playoffs. Right now at the time of this recording, the Phillies have a 91.8% chance of making the playoffs. That's three teams in the same division that have almost a 92% chance to make the playoffs, which is really funny because last year a lot of fans across social media was talking about how weak the National League East was. And, you know, there were some things that happened to make it feel weak. But at the same time, when you looked at strength of schedule, who they played, how they performed, against other teams it was really a lot that factored into it was how 
three of the teams were really close in terms of talent, and so they were eating each other alive because you play a large portion of your schedule in your own division. This year, it seems that it doesn't really matter. They're still winning a bunch of games, so we really have to look at a deep dive of who, how they're doing against teams outside of the division, which we will do later on. We'll do a deep dive into that later on. One thing I do want to point out, though, is that no other division in the National League has more than three teams that are projected to be able to even make the playoffs at this point. The National League East is the only one, and three of their teams have at least a 91.8% chance of making the playoffs. If we look at all across baseball, there is three divisions that have three teams, but only the National League East and the American League East have three teams above 91.8% chance of making the playoffs. With, of course, the American League East the way it's been, with the Yankees way ahead and then starting to slow down and allowing the Blue Jays and the Rays and even the Orioles to technically have a chance to make the playoffs to catch up while the AL Central has really just been, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the worst division in baseball because I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't wasn't super interested in that division this year other than, you know, it's fun to see young players on the White Sox and Twins and, and Guardians and stuff play individually, but as far as the division goes, I just really didn't give them a chance to have a team that come out to win the World Series, so I wasn't doing a super deep dive on seeing why their records are so low, but I would imagine without doing a super deep dive, that's probably the weakest division, except for, it depends on what you mean by weak, but their, be- their few best teams don't stack up with the best teams in the other divisions. They just don't. But we could do a deep dive on that, but this is a Braves podcast. So check out my other stuff if you want to see a deep dive on that on that division. But we talked about the chances or the odds of the team, the Braves, making the playoffs. Currently, as it sits right now, they've lost some ground because just two days ago, obviously, it makes more sense. They had a higher chance of winning the division. Right now, it currently sits at the Mets having a pretty solid chance of winning the division right now at a 74.7% chance of winning the division and only a 25.3% chance of it being the wild card that they get. And vice versa for the Braves, the Braves having a 25.3% chance of winning the division and 74.7% chance of clinching a wild card. As far as the World Series go, the Mets finally took over the Braves. For a while, the Braves had a higher chance of winning the World Series. But right now, the Mets have a higher chance at 16.9%, and the Braves have a chance of 12.9%. Which, just for what it's worth, those numbers of winning the World Series are not going to be high just because the odds across the league are low. The highest odds of winning the World Series currently goes to, without it shocking anyone, the Dodgers at 17.2%. But as you can see... The highest percentages are the Dodgers at 17.2, then the Mets at 16.9, then the Astros at 13.6, then the Braves at 12.9. So as you can see, none of the teams have super high odds of winning the World Series because of the way that playoffs are set up, and especially with the extended playoffs now. I mean, uh, you, you're you going to have low odds. It's not going to be like, oh, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball, so they have a 50% chance of making the playoffs. It's just... 
not how it works. I mean, the Dodgers have struggled. I won't say struggled because they've been absolute beast this year. They've been the most unluckiest team in the league and still have the best record. But there are some areas that can be exploited when it comes to the playoffs, like Walker Bueller's out for the year, Clayton Kershaw. We know how he struggles near the end of the year. Now that he's getting older, no knock on Clayton Kershaw. He's an absolute legend. And things like that. Um, but, you know, the odds aren't going to be high to win the World Series ever, even if you are one of the best teams in the regular season we've seen in a long time in the Dodgers. Just wanted to point that out. But now that we have these odds, that helps us paint a picture of why this remaining schedule matters so much and what it's going to look like for the Braves and the Mets and how that's going to impact their odds going forward, what it's going to mean as the Braves play the Mets, and things like that. But before we get into that, I think right now actually would pretty be a pretty solid time to take our weekly break. This week's episode is brought to you by Morning Shift Media, the newest sports media outlet bringing you everything you need to know about the great game of baseball. Morning Shift Media is a group of writers, personalities, and passionate baseball fans scattered all over the map. You might even recognize some of them from Twitter as some of the main Twitter influencers in MLB Twitter. You can find them on MorningShiftMedia.com or on Twitter or on Facebook. Clock in early, stay up late. Welcome to the morning shift. Welcome back from break. Don't forget to support our sponsors. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. And I've always wanted to say that, so I just did. <laughs> but anyways, hope you got yourself a nice little cup of coffee or whatever. If you're driving, maybe you took a sip of your coffee, I don't know. I went and got an energy drink because I bought one on sale, and so I felt like drinking it because it's early in the morning, and I am tired. It is one of those weeks, but anyways, I'm excited to talk about the Braves, so let's continue talking about it. You know here at Braves Dugout Podcast, the whole deal is to keep it real, not to go all doom and gloom, and also not to be all butterflies and sunshine and unicorns. I want to do my best to take bias out of it and give you a true analysis based on numbers, math, and science. So I'm going to do my best to kind of point out some good things, some bad things, and kind of give an analysis of what the schedule looks like, what's important, why we need to worry, why we can be hopeful, and vice versa. I'll give my analysis, but also allow you to make your analysis as well, because as we've talked about in the past, Healthy debates and talking about sports is one of the most fun things about baseball, especially Major League Baseball, is being able to look at the numbers and have debates with each other. It helps us grow as fans, it helps us grow as stat heads or whatever you want to call yourself, and it really helps you dig into the game and understand why decisions are made and what decisions will be made in the future. So take this and run with it, argue with your buddies, find me on Twitter, argue with me, But, you know, as always, be kind and be respectful. That's number one. But let's have these debates. It's fun. It truly is. It it just makes it more fun. If there were no debates, what would be the point of sports? You'd just be sitting there and watching a movie, essentially. With, yeah, man, can you imagine back in the day before, you know, even 
telephones or anything where the only time you could ever have a debate with someone is if you saw them face to face. Now that would be fun of course, but that means the odds of you running into a chance of having a healthy sports debate are much more slim. And man, what a that would not be as fun as it is today. Of course, there's the flip side to that, to where you have those trolls online and, and people that just mean-spirited look, looking for a reason to be mad at something or mad at you. So there's pros and cons to it all, but I'm so glad that we have the ability to talk baseball with each other. Anyways, now to we went kind of down a rabbit hole there, but let's talk about the schedule and why Fangraphs has given the Braves such a low chance of winning the division. I won't say so low, but I mean, 25% chance. I'll take those odds on a lot of bets, on a lot of anything in life. You give me a 25% chance, I'll run with it most of the time. That's not to say if someone offered me a 75% chance, I wouldn't rather have the 75% chance because that's obvious. So what I wanted to point out before we dig into to this schedule is that whenever we talk about anything in sports, in life, in betting, in general, really, you're playing the odds, okay? It's not like, okay, see, I told you you were wrong because you said there was a chance of this happening and then it didn't. No, there was still a chance of it happening. It just didn't. Or like, oh, I, I told you the Braves win last year and you said, well, it, the things aren't looking so hot. That also doesn't mean that that was false. That means that the Braves had a low probability, but they, to use a cliche term, overcame the odds. But the thing is, is they still had odds. They still had a chance. So let's pull back and look at, we've talked, we used a lottery ticket example in the past as well. If you go and buy two lottery tickets, one that has a one in four, well, I'm using like <laughs> cheap lottery tickets that you spend a dollar or two dollars on, okay? Just just so the math is easier to understand and more relatable. Let's ba- say you bought a scratch off ticket that has one in four odds of winning. And then you have another scratch off that has one in eight odds of winning. There's a chance that you could scratch that one in eight lottery ticket and win. And there's also a chance that you could scratch that one in four lottery ticket and lose and that one in eight lottery ticket still won and it won won you more money but odds favor that the one in four ticket has a better chance of winning than the one in eight so if you were to buy you know 10 one in four lottery tickets and 10 one in eight lottery tickets you're going to get more winners in the one in four it's just math it's just science but, like I said, there's still the chance that that 1-8 ticket would win and the 1-4 ticket would not. It's the same thing with sports when we're looking at percentages in the playoffs. To make the playoffs, to win the division, to win the World Series, like right now. It's a 1-4 chance that the Braves will win the division. It's a 3-4 chance that the Mets will. Does that mean the Mets absolutely will? No. Does that mean the Braves absolutely will not? No. That means they both still have a legitimate shot, just the Mets have Mets have a much better shot of it. So if I were to tell you today, I'd rather take the 75% chance. You can't come at me later and say, well, see, I told you the Braves are going to win. I'm glad that they did, and I, I hope that the Braves do win the division. But if you're betting, if you're putting your own money on the line, you're going to take the 75% chance. 
Just for what it's worth, I have not bet on this division who's going to win the division. I do not have any money on it. I'm just saying it's important to point that out, that when you're looking at any decision made in the sport, whether that's betting on the division, since we're using money, but just even down to the granular level of what relief pitcher you put in in what situation or what lineup you throw out every day. Things like that, you're playing the odds in every single move you make. And every single move you make has a ripple effect, but also has the variable of you're playing the odds. For example, Kenley Jansen, pitching amazing for a while. And so Brian Snicker was playing the hot hand. Odds were that Kenley Jansen could come in and be effective. But then the odds flipped, and the odds were now higher that... He's not going to pitch well. So what happens if he's not pitching well? He's still the same player, but the odds change. Now odds are if you throw him out there, you're not going to do so hot if it's an enclosure situation. Odds change on a daily basis. You're playing the odds in every single move you make. Like right now, Kenley Jansen, pitching terribly. Odds are that if he goes out there, Braves are not going to have a good chance of securing that save. However, there's still a chance. That's why you got to look at peripherals. You got to look at all these different things, figure out your odds, and play the odds that give you the best chance of winning. All right, that was a deep dive on odds. So now that we know the odds of the Braves making the playoffs are 100%, we know they're going to make them, but the odds of them winning the division are 25%. So let's look at the remaining schedule and things like that and why that's the case. All right, so. The main reason, or two main reasons, why you see the Mets have a higher probability of winning the division, and it makes sense, is one, just simply because they hold a lead. So the Braves have a lead to make up. That's not a huge chunk of it, but that is a variable. So let me remind you that there are multiple variables that go into this and why the Mets have a higher probability of winning the division. Do I think the Braves have a chance? Absolutely, I do. I absolutely believe they have a chance, but the odds are in the favor of the Mets winning the division, and I want to explain why in a non-biased way. The first one was the Braves have to make up ground, and the second reason is that, and you've heard Mets fans probably all over social media make the statement that the Mets have a better record against above 500 teams. They are 39-30 and 30 against above 500 teams, which is pretty unheard of. The Mets have done an excellent job beating good teams. In fact, they're one of only four teams in Major League Baseball to have a winning record against teams with a record above 500 when they played them. Now, to be fair, a lot of those games were played against teams that had 500 records, over 500 records at the time and do not anymore, but you cannot take that away from the Mets. The Mets have done really well against above 500 teams, and they're one of four teams to have a winning record against them, while the Braves have a losing record against teams above 500. So, of course, that is also a variable in play. If you were to say, okay, who has a better chance to continue to win? You do want to look at things like, okay, how do teams do against other good teams? But here's the kicker, all right? Now, this is not to say that it takes away from the Mets, but it's more so looking at a chance for the Braves to make up some ground, okay? When you look and say, okay, a team has a better record against winning teams there's also losing teams they have faced, right? And for whatever reason, 
the Mets have a more difficult time beating losing teams than the Braves do. Theoretically, you would think, okay, well, they're better at beating over 500 teams, so that means they're at least as good or better at beating teams that are below 500, and that hasn't been the case for whatever reason. In fact, if you were to look at the math of it all, if you were to take the Braves' winning percentage against losing teams, they have a much better winning percentage than the Mets do against losing teams. If you were to take it and extrapolate it across an entire season, as it currently sits right now, if the Braves were to use their current winning percentage against all losing teams, if all they played was against teams with a losing record all season long, that would extrapolate out to them currently, or finishing the season rather, with 119 wins. That would be two games shy of beating the record for the most wins in a regular season ever held by the Seattle Mariners. In other words, the Braves typically win games that they're supposed to win. The Mets, on the other hand, have not done terrible against sub-500 teams. Don't take it that way. They've done well against them too, but they've not done as well. In fact, if you were to extrapolate their winning percentage against losing teams across an entire season, they would have 112 wins. Still respectable, but that's a difference of seven wins over an entire season worth of their winning percentage that the Braves had done better against losing teams, a.k.a. teams that they're favored to win. Of course, you could be favored to win against a winning team too, but you get what I'm saying. One area that that does help the Braves and may hurt the Mets, possibly, I'm not saying it will, just because the Mets will be favored in these games, but the Mets actually have the second easiest remaining schedule in the National League in terms of their opponent's winning percentage. And it's actually the third easiest among all Major League Baseball teams. And they're really the only competitive team of the two in the National League that matters because the Cubs have the easiest schedule and, let's be honest, they're not making the playoffs. Even Fangraphs gives them a 0% chance of making it. The Mariners are the ones in the American League, which is crazy because they have one of the winning records against above 500 teams that I was talking about earlier. They're one of the four teams. So the Mariners are looking solid. I mean, we saw how good they did against the Braves. The Mariners are a very, very good team. They struggled early on, but they found their footing, which is why strength of schedule, things like that are so fluid. Teams that you play in the first half of the season, like the Giants looked like they could be a competitor again. They're not, right? And and I, I hate to be dogging the Mets because the Mets are a fantastic team. I'm just trying to keep it relevant to you guys so you can, can kind of understand. The, the Giants are some of those teams that count towards the Mets winning against above 500 teams. So those are things you need to look at when you're evaluating a schedule. Okay, they're over 500 teams that they've beaten, but it's not simply that black and white because a team, what a team looks like pre- all-star break and what a team looks at like post-all-star break most of the time especially with teams that are competing for playoffs or teams that were selling off at the trade deadline look completely different because they've added pieces they've lost significant pieces they've had injuries you know so there are things you like that you need to look at again Mets are a fantastic team don't take this as oh well the Mets are overrated they're really not the Mets are a really really good team 
Here are a few other variables with the caveat that teams change over time. So you can't take this black and white. There is very gray or take it with a grain of salt, but it is a variable that plays into why it looks like the Mets have a better chance of winning currently. We've talked about the Mets having an easier schedule, which is pretty obvious, right? The Mets have the one of the three. Uh, the Braves don't have like the worst schedule. So let's look at the Braves schedule. The Braves are literally right in the middle of the pack in the National League East with remaining strength of schedule right at 500. Uh, as far as rest of MLB goes, that's one of the harder schedules. But as far as the National League East goes, it's right in the middle of the pack. So if the Braves continue to excel against teams that they're supposed to beat, they have a fighting chance. They do. And the Mets just have to falter a little bit here and there. It's only a one-and-a-half game lead, but the Mets obviously have a reason for having higher odds. But another thing you can look at is that the Mets against the National League East have a much better record. The Mets are 46-22 and 22, to the Braves being 35-22. and 22. So much like every year, the team that dominates their own division typically wins it. That doesn't happen every year, but this year the Mets are dominating their division. The Mets have also been better against the National League Central with a much better record. The only area that the Braves have been better at is the uh, against American League teams. But the Mets and the Braves barely played any American League teams. The Mets played 17 games against American League teams. The Braves played 20. And the Braves had a winning record. The Mets had a losing record. That's such a small sample size, right? And the Braves did slightly better against the National League West. They did slightly better. They had 30 games, 18 and 12. And the Mets had 33 games, 19 and 14. The Braves did have a better record against the National League West. But we could break it down into how the teams did against the Dodgers and all that. Because let's be honest here. The Dodgers are the only team that matters in the, in the National League West. So it really doesn't favor the Braves much because there's really only one team to worry about in that division. But the main thing that really sticks out to me that makes me nervous as a Braves fan is that the Mets do much better against right-handed pitchers. The Mets are 61-32 and 32 if the starter is a right-handed pitcher and 28-20. and 20. The Braves, who we already know absolutely wreck lefties, are 32 and 14 against lefties, but 55 and 39 against righties. Well, what does that matter? See, the Mets are better against righties, the Braves are better against lefties. Well, scientifically speaking, the odds of you facing a pitcher are higher that you're going to face a right-handed pitcher. There are more right-handed pitchers in the world and in Major League Baseball. Just look at the record difference. The Mets have played 93 games against right-handed pitchers and only 48 against left-handed pitchers. That's a huge difference. And the Braves have played 94 games against right-handed pitchers and only 46 against left-handed pitchers. It's just how it is. There's more right-handed pitchers. So trend analysis there over a long period of time or over the rest of September rather, if the, the odds are higher that you're going to face right-handed pitching, and that favors the Mets. That's another variable. Remember, all these little things we're throwing in here are variables. Every variable has an effect on the outcome. 
So every little variable that goes one way can help the Mets, and there's other variables that can help the Braves. Currently, there's more variables leaning towards the Mets, which is why they have a higher probability of winning the division, but that does not discount the Braves. All right, to finish this out, I know that you all can read, and I appreciate you reading because that means you might be reading some of my articles, but I'm going to just, now that we've given you all these variables and the strength of schedule and the odds and all that, let's put it in perspective by showing what teams and what games each team, the Mets and the Braves, have left to play. Just to put it in perspective, since you're already here, it'll make it easier to where you don't have to go look it up because you're already listening. The Braves currently have left over after just facing the Mariners. They have three against the Giants, three against the Phillies, three against the Nationals, four against the Phillies, three against the Nationals, three against the Mets, and three against the Marlins. The reason why the Braves have that 500 record is look at how many games they have against the Phillies. And as we saw, the Mets have played more games in the National League East. This is the Braves' chance to pick it up and dominate the National League East. I mean, they look at it. Three against the Phillies, three against the Nationals, four against the Phillies, three against the Nationals, three against the Mets, three against the Marlins. That's an absolutely insane remaining schedule of just the division. Other than the Giants that they have three games against, which they're going to be throwing out Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Morton. Looking good against Alex Cobb, Junis, and Carlos Rodon. I mean, the Braves have a chance to win these games. And then, if they dominate their vision the rest of the way, they have a chance. A large chunk of that above 500 schedule is the Phillies and the Mets. And seven of those games being against the Phillies, which we know at times the Braves did struggle against the Phillies. So that's going to be the determining factor. Unfortunately for the Braves versus what the Mets had to face is the Mets got more games without last year's MVP in the lineup. But that's just one player. Uh, that's not to discount what the Mets did. That's just saying the, the Phillies are even better now. And the Phillies have gone on a few streaks. Here recently they've gotten more hot. Of course, they have the hardest schedule remaining of the three teams that are playoff contenders in the National League East. The remaining schedule for the Mets is where it gets a little depressing for Braves fans because you see the remaining teams they have to play are teams that the Braves absolutely dominated. And so we've seen how bad some of these teams are. The remaining games left for the Mets are three against the Cubs, four against the Pirates, three against the Brewers, three against the Oakland A's, two against the Marlins, three against the Braves, and they finish out their schedule against the Nationals. So it's pretty obvious that the Mets have a much easier schedule remaining. I mean, really the only team that they're playing left on their schedule that could give them a fight is the Braves. Everybody else has a losing record or you have the Brewers who have been tanking like crazy, not on purpose, but have just been falling apart as of late. So unless some of these teams wants to play spoiler and there's you know players on their teams that really want to step it up at the end of the year to boost their stats for you know or they're just playing hard because they love the game whatever unless something magical happens the Braves are going to have a difficult time the flip side of that though is because they play so many games in the division they're able to make up some ground and they're really able to one put away the their the the wild card playing the Phillies so much 
but second, they're able to really make a statement and show that, hey, we're, we're, we're the best team in the National League East, if that's the case. And so it's going to be a fun ride the rest of the month and the rest of the season. That's not to say that the Braves are favored to win. We're just using math and numbers here. The Mets are favored to win the division, but the Braves would have a legitimate fighting chance. I'll take a 25% odds all day long. The Braves just need to catch fire, win games that they need to win, and win the big games against the Phillies and the Mets, and they have a fighting chance. I mean, after all, if the Braves come and face the Mets with a game and a half behind and then they sweep the Mets, they took the division lead with facing the Marlins afterwards. So there is a chance. The Braves just have to win games that they are supposed to win and then win the big games against the Mets and the Phillies. And they have a fighting chance. All right, that's this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. One thing I ask of you is feel free to reach out to me in any platform you want. Twitter at BravesDugoutPod. You can email the show at BravesDugout at gmail.com. I want to hear what you want to hear because I make this so that you can hear it. The views and the listens and everything have been fantastic, but I want to know for a fact that I'm giving you what you want to hear. So reach out to me and let me know so I can create content that you want to hear. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. Leave a five-star review so people can see the show if they don't know it exists. Thank you for reaching out as much as you have. We'll probably have an AMA here soon. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. As always, go Braves and check out everything that you might have missed in the show notes.